Welcome to the Crosspoint Leadership Podcast, where we cover leadership from every angle, church life to home life, and everything in between. Welcome to episode two, Making Room for Ministry. You know, we have a vision and visions are important. They guide everything that we do. And, and at Crosspoint, our vision is to reach as far as we can with as many as we can. And so it's important for us to always be thinking about people. We're looking for people to be a part of what we do. If we're going to reach as far as we can, we have to include as many as we can. We also have to include as many opportunities as we can. We can't build an expansive ministry that has a high impact and the ability to reach further and further and further unless we create space and opportunity for people to fill with their gifts and their callings. So we must make room for ministry. And that's what I would like to discuss in today's episode. We must make room for ministry or opportunities for others to help contribute. Now, there's a great story in 2 Kings chapter 4, and I want to share it with you. The Bible says in first, first verse of 2 Kings chapter 4, it says, A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me what to do. And I'll do it. What do you have in the house? She said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. I want you to pay close attention to what she said to Elisha's request. What do you have? She only saw nothing. But we're going to see from the story that what she saw as nothing, God saw as something. Your maidservant, she said, has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go and borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors. Empty vessels, don't gather just a few. Elisha is telling her, go out and find as many empty vessels as you can find, not just a few, as many as you can find. Go make it your priority to find empty vessels. And he said, and when you've come in, you shall shut the door behind you, you and your sons, and then pour all of the oil into the vessels. And set aside the fool ones. So she went and did exactly what Elisha said. And as she poured the oil into the vessels, her sons continued to bring in more and more and more. And the oil continued to pour. Verse 6 says, Now it came to pass when the vessels were full, that she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. Bring me another open, empty container that I might fill it. And he said to her, there is not another vessel, so the oil ceased. Powerful story. And we could spend um, many, many episodes talking about uh, just these six verses. But I want to start with discussing a word, and that word is capacity. The definition of the word capacity means the maximum amount that something can contain. And I want you to notice from the scripture that we just read, as the widow increased her capacity, her maximum amount, 
the resource increased with it. As the widow increased her capacity, as she made room for that resource, the oil, the oil continued flowing. It increased with the opportunities. I want you to catch that. That is so important. Now, we're talking about making room for ministry. We're talking about increasing the opportunities for others to serve. As she made room for the resource, the resources continued to flow. Now, I think there's a principle here, and I think it's it's a leadership principle, and it's a godly leadership principle. I think as we expand our capacity in faith, meaning we listen to what the Spirit of God is saying to us, just like Elisha told her, go and borrow empty vessels, not a few. You know, there's this great scripture in Mark chapter 4 where Jesus says, according to the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And here we see that playing out right in front of us here. The number of vessels that she got or that her sons went out and retrieved, the measure she used... That was the measure of oil that returned to her. As long as we continue to make room for resources, resources will continue to flow. If if the widow would have continued to increase her capacity, I believe that oil would have continued to flow as the sons brought in empty vessels. Now, here's how this relates to to you or to me or specifically to the church or whatever you're involved in, to your ministry, really even to your business. People are our greatest resource as leaders. Money is not the greatest resource. You can have all the money in the world and have terrible people. And and the people make the product especially in the environment that we work in. So people are the church's greatest resource. Their gifting, their purpose, their call. People or resources need a place to fit. They need a vessel. Or we might say they need a ministry. Or they need an opportunity. See, the the goal of, of our leadership, and really I think the goal of 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 all leadership is is far more than telling people what to do. The goal of our leadership is to create opportunities for our people to connect and to fill what God has called them to do. So we have to connect the people or the resources to the opportunity. We have to create space for people to pour themselves into That is so vital. As long as there is opportunity, the resources or the people will continue to come. I I really, I really believe that this is a spiritual principle. This is a godly leadership principle. And I think we miss it at times. And and I think we get it backwards. I, I often hear this complaint. I hear, uh, Pastor Chad, there's just not enough volunteers or there's not enough people or, um, if I just had someone to do this, and I'll be honest with you, I've said the same thing. But I think if we were to take this principle here out of Second Kings and we were to apply it, 
with great confidence and in, in faith that this spiritual principle seen in scripture is true, I think it would change how, how we work. I think it would change our leadership. I really think we would never find ourselves saying there's just not enough people. I, I love, I, let me go back up here and I just want to read this again. This is, this is a, a powerful, a powerful kind of rebuttal to this idea that somehow we don't have what we need. You know, in verse two, Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? Now, I think that's the same question that we need to ask ourselves when we're thinking about our ministry, thinking about our people, we're thinking about what we're involved in. What do you have in the house? What do you have in the house? You know, I remember when when my kids were were young and, you know, we would go to the grocery store and pack out the the cabinets, you know, you, you know how it is when you come back from the grocery store, you, it seems like there's just, you can just reach in there and grab whatever, you know, and it's, it's easy to do. And, you know, just a few days later though, the kids would say, we're hungry, we're hungry. There's nothing to eat. And of course our response would be, what do you mean? There's nothing to eat. We just went to the grocery store. Really, really what they were saying is there's nothing easy for me to not have to work for. You know, I can't just go in there and grab something and tear open a wrapper and eat it. And I think that's important for us to recognize when it comes to looking at the house, looking at the people that we come in contact with or just the environment we're in. We're saying there's no volunteers there. They're, we need more. And it's there. The problem is the condition in which we find it leads us to believe there's nothing there. You know, also when I, I think about this, I can't help but think about the process of turning iron ore into a motor vehicle. If if you just think for a second that about how really uh, an element in the earth that really it's just, it's like a powder, you know, they, they find this ore and, and they break it down in its rawest form. You would never guess that that would turn into an automobile that, can drive or an airplane that can fly. It's always been there, but someone has to go and get it. And someone has to take it through the process of developing that into something great. And so we got to be careful. We we have to be careful not to say we don't have anything. Or like in verse two of Second Kings, the maidservant that Elisha was speaking to, she said, "Your maidservant has nothing in the house." And I love how God just turns that completely on on its end when the oil continues to flow what what was nothing at once once there was an open opportunity it became something i just think that's so vital for us as leaders to to think about that so people are the church's greatest resources you as a leader they are your greatest resource it's not money that's not it people but people flow relative to the opportunities they have. If you give somebody something to do, I'm telling you, they're going to show back up. If you have a space and you can say, hey, we need you here and you cast vision for that, people will show up. People will be there. So the goal of our leadership is to create opportunities for our resources to connect, spaces for our people to fill. 
That's vital in increasing our capacity. So if we sum up what we've said so far, here's what we come up with. Increasing our capacity simply means increasing our opportunities. Because if we increase our opportunities, the resources will keep flowing. People will come in. But if we stop making space or we fill all the available space we currently have, there will be no space for others to fill. And just like the story, the resources will stop flowing. I believe people will stop coming. And here's another thing I think we have to address. You know, I I mentioned in episode one that a cup can only hold so much liquid. And once it's filled or once it's capacity is reached, what happens is you can continue pouring, but that liquid spills over the sides. And so unless you increase your capacity, unless you bring in another vessel, an open space, an opportunity for that resource to to, uh, flow into, it's wasted. And and here's why that matters. And, And I'll just tell you, here's why I believe the oil stopped flowing. Is because God is not going to waste precious resources on people who can't believe or have faith that he is going to provide. You know, there's this saying I've heard many times and it's become kind of cliche now, but it really is true. Where God guides, he provides. And so if you come at him with a little bitty teacup, really, I, I think if we, if we just think that through, what we're really saying is, Lord, I believe you this much. I I believe you with these few ounces, you know, and that goes back to Mark chapter four, when Jesus said, according to the measure you use. Now, isn't that shocking to think that we are the ones who decide, who, who set the gauge or the measurement for how much God works in our life? I mean, that's really, that's astounding to me. And, and it's really revealing if you think about it. So, again, increasing our capacity means increasing the opportunities we provide for those we lead and those who will be coming as we increase that opportunity. We need to make space for people. You might say, well, I don't have anything for them to do. Well, you need to think much bigger. We need to expand our vision. We need to start writing out job descriptions of what we want, laying out all types of new systems and and things that Right now, no, it might look like we don't have people for, but man, if we go out and grab a vessel and we bring it into the house, what we saw is nothing. I'm telling you, I think God will fill it. Okay, let's take a quick recap of what we've talked about so far. We not only need many people, but we need many opportunities. People aren't going to just stack up and, you know, continue to fill up. God doesn't waste resources. He's going to stop sending people if they if we don't have something prepared to contain them. So we've got to make room for ministry. And no, we can't say we have nothing in the house. We have people here. We have opportunities here. And uh, uh, we have to continue to open up more and more opportunities in our individual ministries and just in the way that we think about what God wants to do. We have to think big and we have to bring in large containers. So people are the church's greatest resource. The goal of our leadership is to create opportunities for those resources to connect and to fill. Increasing our capacity means increasing opportunities. 
we stop making space, well, all the space gets filled and the resource stops flowing. This process right here is is really so vital and so important. I want to encourage you just to think about this. Think about your your area of ministry and and ask yourself, has my has my vision been too small? Has have I brought just a few vessels and then started complaining when the resources stopped showing up? See, many times we think, well, if the oil would just start flowing, I would go get vessels. That's not how God works. God always wants you to lead with faith. And so the first thing he asks you to do is go get the vessels. So think about your vision. Think about your ministry. Ask yourself, is my vision too small? Then ask yourself, where can I expand? Where can I expand? Where have I thought too small? Where have I settled? What do I need to do right now to expand my thinking and capacity? Give it a thought. Think through it. Go back and read through this scripture yourself. 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. And let the Lord speak to you. Let him reveal to you maybe what, what you need to do. Well, that does it for episode two. I hope you enjoyed it. Go look up the scriptures and let the Lord speak to you. We'll see you next time.